Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, met fellow adventurers. So out of all the list of quests that I could do, the one, the one that turned up, one that I chose was Bones and Blades, which is in Southfoot, which is in Sevenhorn, in the Southfoot region of Southwest Tysa. Now, ha, we haven't been there for a long time, so I'll read the description of the town. High in the foothills of the Southern Spur, the mighty Fedouin Range, the village of Sevenhorn stands as one of the furthest outlying human settlements in all of the southwestern corner of the kingdom. Surrounding the village are seven towering pinnacles of stone, from which Sevenhorn long ago took its name. Local legend says the jagged appointed obelisks are the teeth of an ancient dragon that was petrified on this very spot while battling a master wizard in the shadows of some elder age. Through a small and largely isolated community, the people of Sevenhorn are friendly and always eager to receive visitors who bear news from the wider realms. Now, previously, we... We did adventures here where we met, met up with a, with the wild man, well, whose name I currently forget. And and we and we we restored and we helped get medicine to a frozen village. Dealt with dealt with some Coens and then dealt with the massive demon that they had summoned. But now there's another adventure here. It's called Bones and Blades. It's an oak and stone mask inspired adventure by the mysterious VWK. Through the mist, the woken dead advance. Let us begin. It could be normal or scaled. Normal. There we go. So everything's going to be a three plus roll. A cold evening. A meadow in the hills west of South Sevenhorn. You stifle a cough. The ankle deep mist carpeting the meadow stirs. Eddying wildly as it rises into half light. Simultaneously assailing your lungs and obscuring your view of the dark opening in the earth. Crumbling more of an ancient Dardavari tomb. The dreadful lair from which you emerged only moments ago. The undead are coming. Even now you can hear them scraping, clattering, clanking, hissing. The, your exploration of the musty crypt has served to wake them from their tireless slumber and set them on your scent. Yes. Yes, yes, you just triggered the necromantic security system. 
Someone raid your tomb? We'll raise some skeletons! And they'll kill them. Probably. You're about to embark on a they're about to embark on a hunt for living. And all that stands between the ghoulish legion, making its slow determined way to the surface, and nearby Sevenhorn, is you. A dark silhouette suddenly takes shape in the churning mist before the tomb's entrance. The undead have arrived. As you hurriedly contemplate your next move, your thoughts drift back over the events that have led up to this harrowing moment. It was two days ago that you arrived in the remote village of Sevenhorn, following a series of clues that you were certain would lead to the resting place of a powerful artefact. A ring said to be imbued with magic, capable of raising and commanding the dead. The man you met in Tatler several weeks prior, a somewhat shifty sort who provided you with the clues to the wings whereabouts and paid you half of a promised 1,000 gold up front for its recovery, seemed keen on keeping the Enterprise a secret. There are those who would use the wing with ill intent. The white-haired, self-described curiosities merchant by the name of Torvac told you. I wouldn't know how to use something like that and I wouldn't care to try. I simply wish to preserve it. If I can keep a potentially dangerous object out of the wrong sort of hands, then obtaining it becomes much more important to me. After accepting the task, and the gold, you bid farewell to Torvac, promising him you would enter and search the ancient tomb near Sevenhorn, wherein, according to the clues he provided, the winging question had long ago had long lain hidden. And I've just got 500 gold. Alright, they'll probably end up being used to buy more residence upgrades. But that's pretty much all I have left to buy now. Having got Zorlan's Wing of Arcania, which is the big gold purchase that you have in this game. 250,000 gold. You arrive in Semphorn and quickly locate the entrance to the tomb beneath a mound of earth and rock in the meadow in the west hills west of the village. After much toil, you manage to uncover the dark, gaping maw of an ancient Dardavari tome. Tomb, not tome, tomb. And promptly descended into its gloomy depths, determined to explore its crumbling passages and reveal its long-hidden secrets. Over the course of a day, you venture into every dark corner of the crypt, carefully searching through the remains of the dead for the object of your quest. Tulak describes the ring to you as a thick iron band, its outer edge adorned by a line of engraved skulls. In one of the last passages you searched, you found the ring inside an ornate stone block, resting atop a small pile of black ash. A series of odd symbols was carved into the box's lid. But there was only enough time to snatch up the wing and head for the surface. We have an iron skull wing. It's its armour for your finger. Obviously it's magical. As well as whatever undead raising powers it has. It can raise, provides one to melee rating, two to stamina points, one aura and one spirit. 
The outer edge of this thick iron band bears a line of engraved skulls. The wing, according to Torvac, the man for whom you agreed to retrieve it, is imbued with the power to raise and command the dead. You've already been in the tomb too long. Something was beginning to stir in the misty gloom. Your thoughts snap back to the present. Without a thought, you move forward nearly a dozen yards and draw yourself into defensive stance. The staggering, shadowy figure that emerged from the tomb continues towards you in shrill, repeated hisses, now audible above the soft moan of the chill night wind. As more inky shapes appear out of the mist churning at the mouth of the tomb, the fiend upon whom you gaze is still frozen, upon whom your gaze is still frozen, at last, is at last revealed by the pale glow of the quarter moon. A skeleton, clad in a suit of chain, over which is date tattered, draped the tattered remnants of a blue tabard. The fearless undead warrior, its fleshless fingers wrapped tightly around the hilt of a decaying sword, lurches forward and attacks, hissing viciously as it swipes out at you his ancient weapon, it's a staggering skeleton, and I'm going to stab it. Slashes at you, I stab at it. Gives me a brutal blow for six damage. Oh no, and then again for another six damage. But it is slain, and I did a special with two impossibly swift blows upon it, which helped finish it off. But there'll be more. 19 XP. You step over the remains of the skeleton, immediately find yourself confronted by a trio of its fleshless brethren. Adeptly manoeuvring into position to allow you to face them one at a time, you boldly hold your ground against the advancing legion as axe-wielding skeleton. Stab! 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 Down it goes. 21 XP. The second skeleton is immediately upon you, slashing out wildly with the decaying broadsword. Sword-wielding skeleton. Skeleton slashing at you, brutal blow for six damage. And... Oh! The Quickstone is a sword of 20, and now I have three of them saved up for later. 21 XP. You step to your left and turn to face the third skeleton. The sinister undead warrior, clad in rusted scale. Its bone digits clapped around the hilt of a broken sword. Hisses as it staggers forward and attacks. It's a skeletal warrior. The skeleton swipes at you with its broken sword. And it is slain. 21 XP. Your final blow reduces the armoured skeleton to a heap of splintered bone and rusted metal. You step over the pile of bone and immediately turn your attention to a lone figure emerging from the swirling mist at the mouth of the tomb. Without warning, a sharp crackle of energy fills the air. Long, thin tines of blue lightning are whopped out of the foggy gloom. Gloom around the encroaching figure. Next instant, a near deafening clap reaches your ears as a bolt of blue energy streaks towards you out of the darkness. Picking a number, bonus of 42. 20 from agility, 12 from body, and 10 from luck. Gotta get 50 or more, or I'll be shocked. Pick now. 106 success. You twist to your right, 
nimbly dodging the shrieking energy bolt. Without hesitation, you move forward to meet the sinister figure approaching through the fog. As you draw closer to the dark figure, the fog before you momentarily parts, revealing a tall, robed skeleton. The vile undead menace, its bowed hands clutching a long wooden staff, hisses wildly as it strides forward and attacks. It's the robed skeleton. Let's just fight it. Attacks you with its wooden staff, and it is slain. 21 XP. The robed skeleton issues a final wagged hiss before collapsing colla collapsing into a heap heap of bone at your feet. Stepping stepping closer to the fog shrouded entrance to the tomb, you suddenly find yourself confronted by an advancing legion of skeletal horrors. Warriors, they're also horrors. Unwilling to allow this fleshless horde to gain the advantage, you rush forward and jump straight at them and engage the first of the sword wielding undead begin combat spongy stab spongy stab slashes you with its rusted blade and is slain 13 xp you step to your right and boldly engage the second skeleton begin combat with skeleton warrior Skeletal warrior. Skeletal warrior. Alright, I did a spig. I did four impossibly swift blows in a special for 41 damage. And a skeleton slashes at you with its rusted blade. And is slain. Also by a special. 13 XP. The next skeleton. Staggering over the shattered remains of his fallen combat, hisses viciously as it slashes you with his decayed sword. As a skeletal warrior deals you a slashes with the thrusted sword, deals you a savage blow for nine damage, but is slain. Thirteen XP. The last of the four skeletons, clad in a suit of rusted scale, moves forward and attacks, momentarily, tri momentarily driving you back. With the ferocity of his savage escort, skeletal warrior slashes you with his rusted blade. I stab with my stabby stabber, and it is slain. 13 XP. You step back from the heap of splintered bone at your feet and manage to stifle a horrified gasp as your, ge as your gaze falls upon the undead terror emerging from the fog in the mouth of the tomb. A fire blackened corpse, clad in black plate armour and the tattered remains of a blue cape staggers towards you it's he a heavy fleshless hand gripping the haft of a heavy double bladed axe the armoured skeleton is nearly within melee range when the broad head of its axe suddenly bursts into flame with its sinister hiss filling you with a deep sense of dread the long-dead warrior lord swiftly closes in and attacks as a skeletal warlord. Presumably, this is the main person this tomb was dug for. You know, whose eternal west I've disturbed. and You know, by skeleton walls. You know, skeleton honour is at stake, so now he has to kill me. It's, it, it's skeleton honour. It, it's just how it works. Begin combat. The skeletal warlord hacks at you. You know, with that big flaming axe. D 
deals you a savage blow for 15 damage. And it is slain. 22 XP. With a final haunting shriek, the skeletal warrior collapses at your feet. Exhaling sharply, you step back from the pile of splintered stone, thankful to have survived the brutal engagement. Nothing else stirs in the mist. Confident you've defeated the last of the tomb's wizened incidents, you turn and head in the direction of Sevenhorn. Suddenly, you've taken only a few steps when you abruptly draw to a halt, your eyes fixed on the ghoulish spectre floating out, floating towards you out of the out of the surrounding mist. The glowing apparition, that of a bearded man clad in a heavy suit of chain armour, halts, halts in only a few feet from you and slowly extends his white hand. You, so, you, so, you suddenly sur, surmise that the silent ghost, a restless spirit adrift in the realm of the living, is requesting the wing you removed from the tomb. Now, I don't know what's the right thing to do. I mean, I mean, if I get that wing, there is a, there is a not, a non-zero plant that 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 the guy I'm getting it for is actually a necromancer, and he's going to use the wing to raise the undead to do vile things. But I know nothing about this ghost. I don't know what he's going to do with that that wing. And in fact, I don't even know if the wing actually does have command over the dead. Or maybe it was just happened to be owned by someone who happened to be a necromancer anyway. And people just assumed. And maybe he just assumed as well. Even though it was really his own, own skills. So, you know what? Offer the wings to the ghost, do nothing, or attack the ghost. Those are the three options. I have no way to choose. So, random.org, tell me what to do. It tells me to do nothing. Adopt, adopting a guarded posture, you intently watch the ghost, lest your refusal to relinquish the wings should draw the spirit's ire. The, beard, the, pa- the apparition's bearded face twists into a scowl. Before you can even react to the unsettling change, the ghost begins to rapidly fade from view. No matter of moments, no trace of the glowing spirit remains. Alright, did I do the right thing? No way of knowing. As you make your way back to Sevenhorn, eager to put considerable distance between yourself and the Ardevari tomb, your thoughts turn to the iron wings still in your possession. You carefully consider whether you should present the wing to Torvac and fulfil your mission, or keep it for yourself. Hmm, so do I bring him the wing, or not? Now, the thing is, if if Torvac is a necromancer, that's a very bad idea. But if he isn't, then then I'm well, I'm... I'm welching on a verbal agreement. For and also I've already been paid. So Yeah Yeah, he can have the wing. You decide to bring the wing to Forfak. 
The thought of the long and arduous trek to town fills you with a certain dread, but the thought of completing your mission and receiving the other half of the gold promised you, you hope to ease your mind. Upon your return to Sevenhall, however, you encounter a scenario entirely unexpected that serves to immediately alter your plans. In Sevenhorn, you're met by none other than Torvac, the white-haired, self-described curiosities merchant, and three armed men acting as his guard greet you as you approach the inn. Torvac tells you that he made the journey, journey to the settlement in case he could somehow help in the search for the wing. Through sceptical of his true motives, when he presented with the iron wing, he immediately pays you the remainder of what you were promised. Alright, he's got the wing, and I've got 500 gold tokens. I never thought I'd see this. Get, uh, get, uh, get, this wing, he says, smiling as he examines the wing. Shall now be preserved, away from the decay amidst to which it sat. Thank you, Sir Crokington. You are certainly most worthy of your stalwart reputation. I'll ever be among the loudest voices to sing your praises, wait. See this again? Oh, he is a necromancer! Or maybe even a lich? Yeah, oh well. Oh, who knows, who knows? Following the departure of Torvac and his crew, you spend a pair of restful days in Sevenfall, during which you find yourself becoming increasingly enchanted by the rugged beauty of this largely untamed corner of the kingdom. Only when you catch wing of the promise of adventure elsewhere, do you decide to bid farewell to the remote settlement, under a bleak grey sky, with the chill wind off the mountains pressing into your back. You make your way out of Sevenhorn, bound for a wonder view with unsettled destiny. Alright. Well, well, the adventure didn't didn't say anything bad happened when I gave him a swing. So I got to, I've just gotta assume it all turned out okay. And you get two hundred and fifty six experience to general and sixteen experience to all skills and powers. It's probably a lower level adventure really. The only people. Alright, who's been here? Yeah. There's an event there's an adventure you can get to from South Southfoot. The just you can <laughs> Yes, as well as a region there's the entrance to the region. There's an area you can get to that's for the entire well I <laughs> It's on the map. You can click on Southfoot and go somewhere. Southfoot is the name of a large area in southwest Tysa that is situated in the southern footfalls, foothills of a mighty Thedorian range. It is a rugged, outlying area of the kingdom. There are adventures here? Well, just one. The sweet, that sweet melody is a wild exploring adventure. Let us start. Be normal or scaled, eh, normal. Let us go. A bright, crisp autumn afternoon in early autumn, a lonely road on the, on the outskirts of the region known as Southfoot. You heard the lone traveller long before you spotted him. For the last several minutes, the solemn, enchantingly beautiful melody, or 
as a flute has drifted, drifted through the air, echoing in and out of the sprawling woodlands as they meet up, as they roll up to meet the edges of the world. The enchanting tune, trancing tune, flawlessly played by the young man strolling towards you, slips into your ears and excites your senses, electing visions of grand adventures and distant lands, perilous excursions undertaken in the shadows of towering snow-capped beasts that cross the horizon's threshold in every direction. As he draws up to you, the young man, clad in finery and has seen better days, ceases his playing and bows deeply. You seem to be enjoying my song, he says smiling as he holds up his flute. Can't say that's how it is with everyone. I'm just an apprentice after all. For Master says I'm making excellent sides, strides. Perhaps I should also learn to sing. The young man suddenly introduces himself as you and tells you he hails from a town called Winhilf. You're about to introduce yourself when the young man suddenly interrupts. Posing a question leaves you baffled. Do you know how far it is to Dwellmord? It's a city with high walls somewhere in these parts. I hoped. I hoped you'd have hoped to have run into it by now. Hugh's eyes seem to twinkle as he awaits your response. You've never, you've never even never before heard of any place called Bell, called Dromwood. Well, okay, I've never heard of Dromwood. Might as well be honest. No, no, ask for more questions. Maybe. Maybe its name was changed suddenly. Or maybe its name was changed to Dwellmord or from Dwellmord and it's another place. But he, he's got a different name for him. Ask him about Dwellmord. Dwellmord? How could one hope to remain ignorant of it, he says, frowning. It's the grandest city in, the, in all the world. I'm expected there, you know, to play for its keeper. The Lady of Seven Lights. You must have heard of her. The twinkle in Hugh's eyes fade and his demeanour swiftly sharp darkens. I think I should should play play you the song I play for the Lord of the Iron Gate, he says. He liked it very much. I I only hope you like it as well. Now, how does it begin again? As Hugh draws his the flute to his lips, you're overcome by the sudden urge to get away from here. Your every sense screams and you each moment you spend in the young man's presence is dragging you deeper into dire peril. Before you can act, however, the soothing melody passes out of the flute and rises into the air. Its soft notes and gentle rhythms scrambling any notion to flee, subverting your most basic instincts of self-preservation. You can't go yet, says Hugh, momentarily lowering his flute. Soon, will soon to be the very best part of the tune. It's the bit where you slip hopelessly into a trance and then I feast on your flesh! <laughs> a wave of panic washes over you when you suddenly realise you can no longer move. Hugh smiles, revealing a mouthful of long, jagged fangs as he slowly draws the flute back to his lips. Be kind and listen for a short while. No, oh, oh, no. His voice is now impossible. Be kind and listen for a short while. 
he says, his voice now impossibly deep. Unfortunately, I can only do possibly deep. <laughs> so you just have to settle that. You're sure to enjoy a final refrain of that sweet melody before the end. The young man, a jovial expression supplanting his grim demeanour, blows into the flute and the instrument erupts with an inspiring melody that momentarily serves to make you forget the dire peril of your situation. As the haunting, flawless music flows around and through you, Hugh's smile broadens and the twinkle in his returns to his eyes. Despite the inexplicable desire to do nothing, to remain calm and allow the soothing music to hold your instincts at bay, those same inclinations inclinations defiantly rise up within you, driving you to fight against the insidious element now threatening to devour your will. Picking a number, bonus of 50... (coughs) 20 from spirit, 20 from mind, 10 from aura. Got to get 100 or more. Or uh, I presume Hugh will be able to get the first blow in. Pick now. 74, failure. Despite your valiant effort, you fail to fend off the sinister force assailing your will. A series of sharp pains subtly stab through you. Passing first through your mind before shooting into your body. Seven damage. Hugh, aware of your distress, smiles as he continues to besiege you with the instrument. Besiege you with the sweet, haunting melody streaming out of his instrument. Your stre- the strength of your will has decreased. Oh, this is bad, this is bad. Your body trembles and your mind races and she continues to struggle to fend off the insidious influence of Hugh's haunting melody. Alright. Picking a... Picking a number. But, but bonus. Bonus 50. Same as before. Got to get 100 again. Pick now. 80. 81. Failure. Despite a valiant effort. You fail to fend off the sinister force of sailing your will. A series of sharp pains stabs through you, passing first through your mind before shooting into your body. Ten stamina points of damage. You, aware of your distress, smiles as he continues to besiege you with a sweet, haunting melody streaming out of streaming out of his instrument. Your your body trembles and your mind races as you continue continue to fend off the insidious influence of Hugh's haunting melody. Okay, it's getting a bit easier now. Presumably because my survival instincts are going, No! Don't do this! It's very deadly! <laughs> Picking up that yeah, same bonus as before, but now I only have to get 75. Pick now. 145. Success. With great strain, you manage to push back against a sinister force attempting to subvert your will. Hugh, as if aware of your resistance, scowls as he continues to besiege you with the sweet, haunting melody streaming out of his flute. Your strength of will has increased! 
Your body trembles and your mind races as you continue to struggle to fend off the insidious influence of Hugh's haunting melody. Alright, so same check again, but back to 100, pick now. Failure. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 53 failure. Despite a valiant effort, you fail to fend off the sinister force assailing your will. A series of stark pains suddenly stab through you, passing thirst through your mind before shooting into your body. 12 damage. Hugh, aware of your distress, smiles as he continues to besiege you with the sweet, haunting melody streaming, streaming out of his instrument. Your strength of will has decreased again. Your body trembles and your mind races. You continue to struggle to fend off the insidious influence of Hugh's haunting melody. Same check. Back to 75. Pick now. 92. Success. With great strain, you manage to push back against a sinister force attempting to subvert your will. Hugh, as if aware of your resistance, scowls as he continues to besiege you with the sweet haunting melody streaming out of his flute. Your body trembles and your mind races as you continue to struggle to fend off the insidious influence of Hugh's haunting melody. Same check, bonus 50, success 100, pick now. 99, failure. Despite a valiant effort, you fail to fend off the sinister force assailing your will. A series of sharp pains suddenly stab through you, passing first through your mind before shooting into your body for 11 damage. Hugh, aware of your distress, smiles as he continues to besiege you with the institute. Sweet, haunting melody streaming out of his instrument. Alright, your body trembles and your mind races as you continue to struggle to fend off the insidious influence of Hugh's haunting melody. Picking a number, bonus of 50, success of 75. Alright, let's pick now. 70, failure. Despite, despite your... Valiant effort, you fail to fend off the sinister force assailing your wills. A series of sharp pains suddenly stabs through you, passing first through your mind before shooting into your body. 24 damage. Hugh, aware of distress, smiles as he continues to besiege you with that sweet, haunting melody streaming out of his instrument. Your strength of will has decreased. Your body trembles and your mind races because you. You struggle to fend off the insidious influence of Hugh's haunting melody. Alright, pick your number. Bonus of 50, gotta get 100, pick now. 61, failure. Despite a valiant effort, you fail to fend off the sinister force assailing your will. A series of sharp pains suddenly stab through you, passing first through your mind before shooting into your body. 21 damage. You, aware of your distress, smiles, he continues to besiege you with the sweet, haunting melody streaming out of his instrument. Your body trembles and your mind races as you continue to struggle to fend off the insidious influence of Hugh's haunting melody. Picking a number, bonus of 50, gotta get 75, pick now. 133 success, with great strain. Managed to put back, push back against the sinister force, attempting to subvert your will. 
you, as if aware of your resistance, scowls as he continues to besiege you with the sweet, haunting melody streaming out of his flute. Your strength of will, the strength of your will has increased. Your body trembles and your mind races as you continue to struggle to fend off the insidious influence of Hugh's haunting melody. Same check again, pick now. 124 success. With great strain, you manage to push back against the sinister force attempting to subvert your will. Hugh, as if aware of your resistance, scowls as he continues to besiege you with a sweet, haunting melody streaming out of his flute. A profound sense of relief washes over you when you suddenly realise you can once again move. Doing your best not to betray this development, you remain perfectly still, your eyes fixed on your young tormentor. Suddenly, Hugh's flute falls silent. Still, still feigning hopelessness, you watch as Hugh pockets his instrument and moves to stand before you. As his gaze, not, gaze locks with yours, the young man grins, again revealing a long, a long line, a line of long, jagged fangs. You do not understand my hunger, he slavers. But you do not have to understand it. I believe you enjoyed the music most important. As Hugh stretches his fang jaws unnaturally wide, you realise you must immediately act. So, I could use telekinesis, shadow magic, attack him, or attempt to flee. You know what? Random.org, tell me what to do. I'm going to be using telekinesis. Succeeded. 4xp to telekinesis. You project a powerful blast of telekinetic energy at Hugh, striking him squarely in the chest and sending him toppling backwards onto the world. The young man, grunting in a manner that makes him seem more bestial than human, appears to shake off the effects of the impact and begins to just to slowly clamber to his feet. So I have three options. Attack him before he fully rises, maintain a defensive stance or flee immediately. Random.org, tell me what to do. Number two, I'm maintaining a defensive stance. Hugh returns to his feet, snarling savagely. The young man raises his left hand and thrusts it towards you as a fiery golden glow forms around the tips of his sprayed fingers. Picking a number, bonus of 60, 20 from mind, 20 from body, 20 from spirit. Got to get 100 or more, or I guess my mind gets hacked. Pick now. 85 is a failure. The searing pain erupts in your head. The young man's dark magic ravages your psyche. Dazed, but still alive. You man, you hurried, you hurriedly prepare to defend yourself as your foe, your fanged foe. Grunting savagely, draws on an eight dagger and lunges at you. It is Hugh. Begin combat, and he has to die. He snarls viciously as he stabs at you. Savage blow for 11 damage. Okay, I'm, he's nearly down, and he is slain. I get 6 XP and 32 experience to general. Hugh collapses on the wound and makes a futile attempt to return to his feet. 
before emitting a last ragged gasp and slumping into a bloodied heap. After making certain he's dead, you make a quick search of his remains. Among the scant possessions you discover, among his scant possessions you discover and acquire a pouch filled with gold, 27 of those, 27 of that, his flute, and the ornate dagger he wielded against you. Let's look at this flute. This plain wooden flute belonged to Hugh, the fiendish traveller you encountered while passing along a road in the south foot region of Tysa. Alright, and this engraved dagger. It's a stabbing weapon, obviously. It's common quality. The letters H and K are engraved engraved on the blade of the ornate dagger. This weapon belonged to Hugh, the fiendish traveller you encountered while while passing along a road in the southward region of Tysa. This weapon is of common quality, so there's You'd never actually equip it. It won't do anything. Won't do any specials, but it's going to go in the museum. The museum of things I took from the monsters I killed. You drag Hugh's body into the tall grass at the side of the road, and then spend several minutes checking over your equipment and preparing to continue on your way. Before setting out, you take a final look at the young man. The placid expression on his face makes you wonder if indeed he was human and if so what dark malady transformed him into a fiend bent on taking your life with no answers to be derived you turn away from his remains and step back onto the world at last you resume your journey to Southford hoping it will now proceed your journey through Southford hoping it will now proceed without further incidents Despite the chilling encounter, you were lead to have survived to tell the tale, which causes you to contemplate how many incident travellers on son on lonely roads may have fallen prey to the fiendish fruitish sinister melodies. The skyward glance reveals a towering wall of deep grey clouds blowing in from the west on the back of the stiffening wind. You have to wonder if you'll reach your destination before the looming storm unleashes its fury. Then, suddenly, in light of your recent Howie encounter, you decide it doesn't really matter that much or that much. A little way never hurt anyone, and anyway, so Crokiton likes the way. Yes, because he kept his skin almost. <laughs> Anyway, you get 32 experience to all skills and powers, and another 256 experience to adventure in general. And that is the end of that adventure. Now, there's, since I'm in the Southfoot region, there's one more thing I want to do. I'm going to visit Ironmark Spur. Oh, the camp of the plague, painted plague keveler is painted peddler is close, but. I have no particular reason to go there. Visit Ironmark Spur. Destroyed over a century ago in a goblin wave that swept down out of the Fudderin Hills, the ruins of the village, once known as Ironmark Spur, serve as a grim reminder of the savagery that still lurks in the remote wilds of Tysa. 
the charred, scattered hulks of the village's wood and stone building dwellings still lie scattered across the quest of the broad, flat, flat-topped hill known as Ironmark. The village was never rebuilt, and the area is wildly avoided by the locals. Explore the remains of the village. Your exploration of the village takes you along its overgrown thoroughfare and down several of the winding lanes that pass between, between the, the scattered, burnt-out structures that were once the dwellings of the hardy folk that called Ironmark Spur home. As you reach the end of a narrow, wobble-strewn lane, you suddenly become aware of the sound of heavy footfalls approaching from the east. Crouched in the crumbling doorway that was once the village stable, you wait with bated breath to catch your first glimpse what has been steadily drawing nearer. After nearly a, nearly a minute, two massive creatures pass by on the broad lane that crosses the one on which you are situated. To his great displeasure, as your eyes fall upon the towering forms of two hulking cave trolls. Ooh, I'm going to get to bond something! The fearsome duo disappear from view behind one of the many piles of wood and stone that litter the streets. You're about to steal forwards the end of the lane, in an effort to determine what the trolls are up to, when a massive roar makes your blood run cold. The roar is immediately followed by the hideous, agonised shrieks of the two trolls. After several moments of silence, you slip out of the doorway in which you've been crouched, and move stealthily to the end of the narrow lane. Peering around the corner, you behold an amazing, gruesome scene. A massive creature of mud and stone, obviously of elemental origin, is stomping across the broad lane, dragging behind it the two the bloody carcasses of two cave trolls. The the elemental be- being easily twice the size easily twice the size of the largest of the trolls seems to be heading in the direction of one of the only intact structures you've seen thus so, so far in the village. A thick stream of smoke pours out of the chimney of the small dwelling. Certainly, as if somehow alerted to your presence, the large earth elemental turns around, dropping the corpses of the trolls as it unleashes a deafening bellow, grumbling loudly. The fearsome elemental stomps in your direction. Ah, right, I've got some options. Elementalism, illusion, archery, just fight it, or one away. I'm going to use elementalism. It succeeded. 4xp to elementalism. You call upon your mastery of elementalism and focus it, focus on the massive creature of earth and stone now swiftly bearing down upon you. Much to your delight, the elemental fro- slows its approach and then stops. The creature still seems hostile, but unwilling to continue onward. Suddenly, but unwilling to continue towards you. Suddenly, with a loud groan, the elemental slumps to the ground, becoming little more than a tall pile of dirt and rock. But will it stay like that? Who knows? Suddenly, the door of the intact dwelling on the opposite side of the lane creaks open, and a short, white-haired man steps into view. He's clad in a waggy blue shirt and a pair of tattered cloth leggings. 
A worn belt encircles his narrow waist, from which hang several pouches and an empty scabbard. Long, matted locks of, of stark white hair spill down across his bony shoulders. You'll forgive me, I hope. He, he quotes, you'll forgive me, I hope. He croaks, pointing with his long, thin finger to the pile of earth and stone that was formerly the hulking earth elemental. I, I don't, said the more people mind, only critters of this like. The old man moves over to the bloody carcass of the two K-12s and kicks at them with the toe of his leather shoe. My name is Drowdor, the last soul left in Ironmark Spur, you might say. He says, laughing, and who, you might say, and who might I have the pleasure of addressing? You introduce yourself to the old man, and he immediately invites you to his dwelling, sensing that he needs you no harm. Not wishing to present him with the wrong impression, you politely expect his, accept his invitation, and soon find yourself seated before a roaring fire that fills his dwelling with a, with a warm yellow glow. Drowdor removes removes a, ste a steaming pot of paleo from the fire and, and pours you a mug of the strong brew. You converse with the old, you converse with the old man at length and learn that for the last 20 years he has made his heart home in the ruins of Ironmark Spur. He tells you, though you had already guessed it, that he is an elementalist and he keeps several of his elemental creations in and around the ruined village. As a matter of protection. Wild past these are, he says. Trolls, goblins, ogres. Even the occasional band of roughnecks looking for a hideaway. I'm well, en well, en well enough able to look after myself. Through, I don't know for how much longer. When the magic at last fails me. And the elements no longer answer my call. I suppose my own time will have passed. Through the course of an afternoon, which includes more than one pot of paleo and several lengthy tales of Drowdor's adventures in his younger days, how is he getting the paleo? The elementalist tells you he was once sought across the realms by adventurers of great renown. You learn that through the clever use of his mastery of elemental magic, he was able to accurately gorge and test the combat prowess of some of the age's most prolific persons. When I had my tower in the Griffin Crags, they would come from leagues around to pit their metal against my elemental creations, he says. Of course, that all came to a rather dark end, you might say. Though I suppose there were few enough who remember any of it now. You ask Drowdor about his tower. He tells you that he fell into trouble with the crown, having provided training to a group of swordsmen, who turned out to be treacherous swordsmen in the Tyson army who were plotting to murder the king. I had word they were coming for me, with hardly a day to spare, he says. I fled the Griffin, Griffin Crags, leaving my tower and a lifetime of good work behind. For twenty years I wandered about, Hiding in one hole or another, never daring to wield my magic, for fear I'd be discovered then. Twenty years after fleeing the cranks, I came upon this place. It's been my home ever since. A lonely, wild place it is. 
but is obscure enough for my liking. Dwalladeir tells you he's even had a few visits from some of the kingdom's prominent adventurers in recent years, who happened to have stumbled across his abode while exploring the ruins of his village. Dowdor puts his mud- wooden mug down on the edge of the hearth and draws his gaze up to meet your own. A wide look passes over the old man's face as a as a dancing blaze within the fireplace senses reflects in his dark eyes. Would you care to test my metal? Would you care to test your metal? He's got plenty of metal. Yes, my mark was once a thing of pride, and I wished it to become so again. Agree to test your metal and earn Drowdor's mark. Drowdor leads you out into a large, open space behind his modest dwelling. Piles of rubble surround the broad patch of grass and dirt, which, which Dalador tells you was where the village church once stood. He explains to you that he will summon elemental creatures to do battle with you, in order to test and weight your combat powers. Only the very best are my mark, he says. Let me know when you're ready to begin, Sir Crokington. You, so, you tell Dalador that you are ready. Dalador's mark. Once the primary means of adventurers of renown tasted their metal, is a small magical symbol, usually emblazoned on a wooden pendant, that depicts each of the four elements. To earn the mark and ascend through its various ranks, by defeating Dralador's elemental creations. For each elemental that you defeat in combat, you'll reach a new level of Dralador's mark. And he may ascend up to three levels on Drowdor's mark per day. Drowdor's elementals will not employ a lethal fort, so while you, while you can be defeated in combat against them, you cannot be killed. You have not yet earned Drowdor's mark. Attempt to earn Drowdor's mark. Drowdor steps to the edge of the broad, open space behind his small dwelling and sits on a large flat rock. The master elementalist asks if you're ready and reminds you that his elementals will not be attempting to kill you. Defeating my first elemental will let you win my mark, he says, as he adjusts his position on the rock. Let me see now. Now, yes, I believe I have a suitable opponent in mind. Jolladeer closes his eyes and folds his arm across his chest. His face twists and consorts as a thick cloud of dust and debris rises up in the middle of the wide, rubble-strewn expanse. Your eyes widen as the storm of dust subsides and the product of Drowdedger's summoning appears out of the mist of the settling cloud. It's a howling air elemental. The howling air elemental swipes out of you with swirling limbs. I went into battle rage and finished it off. 19 XP. Your elemental foe is no more. You step back and take a few moments to catch your breath as you wipe the sweat from your brow. Dradwar opens his eyes and smiles. The Odile Mage congratulates you on your victory over his fearsome elemental minion. Dradwar steps forward and presents you with a small, square wooden pendant, emblazoned upon the rough surface of the crude wooden square as the number one. View! This crude, square wooden pendant is Dradwar's mark. Despite its rather insignificant appearance, this pendant bears the mark of the Master Elementalist Drowdor. 
over the like over the last century, some of the greatest adventurers from across the realms have tested their metal and earned themselves this illustrious symbol of their combat prowess. The number one has been bla- blazoned on a rough surface of the pendant, signifying the level you have ascended to on Draldo's mark. You are now the proud bearer of my mark, says the master elementalist. The wrinkles that lie on his face becoming more exaggerated as he smiles. It's only the beginning of a grand and rewarding journey, though. I wish you continued success, Sir Crokington, should you seek to ascend through the levels of the mark. Draldir produces a small, glowing red orb and tells you to touch it. You reach out and brush your fingers against the curious object, and immediately a warming sensation passes through you. I'm fully healed. There, that should help just a bit, he says. Smiling as he once again pockets his healing stone, let's continue to ascend the mat levels. Drallows his mark, once the primary means that the ventures were now tested their metal, it's a small magical symbol, using blades of the wooden pendant, that depicts each of the four elements to earn the mark and ascend through its various ranks by defeating Draldor's elemental creations. For each elemental, yeah, and uh, on to level two. Alright. Draldor steps to the edge of a broad open space behind his small dwelling and sits on a large flat rock. The master elementalist asks if you're ready. And reminds you the elementals will not be attempting to kill you. Defeating this elemental I'm about to summon will earn you level 2 of my mark, he says, as he adjusts his position on his rock. Let me see now. Yes, here we are. Got a suitable opponent in mind. Baldir closes his, uh, his eyes and folds his arms across his chest. His face twists and contorts as the thick cloud of dust and debris rises up in the middle of the rubble-strewn expanse. You are... Your eyes widen as a storm of dust subsides, and a product of Dwellers' summoning appears out of the mist of the settling cloud. It's a crumbling earth elemental. It strikes you with his broad fist. I lay a special. It is slain. 21 XP. Your elemental foe is no more. You step back and take a few moments to catch your breath, as you wipe the sweat from your brow. Dwellers opens his eyes and smiles. The elderly mage congratulates you on your victory over his fearsome elemental minion. The master elementalist steps forward and makes a swift motion over the square wooden pendant with his left hand. You look down upon Dolly's mark and behold the number two emblazoned upon the surface of the crude wooden square. You can now proudly say you've reached the second level of my mark. Certainly no small accomplishment by anyone's measure. Well done. And now it, uh, he brought, he pulls out the healing orb again. All right, ascend the levels of Drowdy's mark. Yeah, it's this, it's the same stuff again. Temp level three. All right, and your eyes widen as the storm subsides, and the product of Drowdy's summoning appears out of the mist of the settling cloud. It's a fire warrior this time. The fire silhouette of the sword-wielding warrior slashes you with his burning blade. And is slain. Your elemental foe is no more. You step back and take a few moments to catch your breath. As you wipe the sweat from your brow. Dwellagius opens his eyes and smiles. 
The elderly mage congratulates you on your victory over his fearsome elemental minion. Alright. I'm on the third level now. Joe tells you he needs to west and rejuvenate his elemental powers before he'll be able to summon more of his creatures to test you in battle. By tomorrow I should be as fit as anything, he says smiling. Stop back tomorrow, Sir Grokerton, and we'll pick it up again. You bid... You bid the white-haired elementalist farewell and set off on your way. Yes, so, yep, you can only do three levels per day. And there's, there's no way to get more. Visit Dreldor, but there's one more thing you can do. Ask Dreldor about the pendant that bears his mark. Dodger take, takes a look on your square wooden pendant that bears his mark and tells you you're making remarkable progress. Once THE measure of an adventurous combat powers. So it shall be again, he says, smiling. Dreladir's eyes widen, and an astonished look crosses his wrinkled face as something has startled him. So, the mark on this rather simple pendant does more than signify your achievement, he says. It serves to unlock one's greater potential. Here, allow me to show you. The master elementalist runs his fingers over the mark. Emblaze it upon your wooden pendant, and the item suddenly emits a bright yellow glow. When the glow fades, it feels somehow different. Alright, 96 experience to general, and 24 experience to all skills and powers. Okay, so for it seems that for every level you do in Drowder's Mark, you can get 32 experience to general, and eight experience to all skills and powers, which isn't really that much. So, even though there are plenty of levels on the mark, it used to be 30, used to be, uh, was it 64 experience to all skills and powers? Which was a much bigger amount, but it's been reduced for some reason. Oh well, I mean, you can still, boast about the high numbers that you get, so and that's that and there we are then, says Drowder now perhaps you have begun to see there is more to my mark than is obvious at first glance bid Drowder farewell and leave of course, you are not breathe a solitary word about me to anyone he says, reminding you still a renegade sought by the crown good Stop by any time, Sir Crokington, and may your travels be blessed with good fortune. You bid farewell to Dralador and set off on your way. Alright, and that, that's enough. We've passed the hour mark, and that's pretty much all the adventures in... Well, all the remaining adventures in, uh, in Southwood. So next time... Hmm, what shall we do next? Uh, let's... Let's go to Axe Path Cemetery. Alright, anyway, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.